Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Bond of the Bargain Men. I'm your host, Kevin Hart, and here we are again on video, here to talk to you about the TV remake of South Pacific. This, okay, this, I did not know this existed. I knew the album of it existed. I thought it was some odd studio album, because sometimes they make studio albums of shows with uh, different casts, uh, different celebrities. But no, this was, they remade the movie in 2001. The first movie came out in 1958. Uh, starred Mitzi Gaynor in the leading role of Nellie Forbush. And the movie has its problems, the original movie, I mean. it's uh, There's a lot of scenes where they tried to show the emotions by putting these 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 really harsh filters, like these like purples and oranges, and what works as stage lighting doesn't really work in a movie that well, and I, I don't think it looks that good, and I'm not the only person who thinks that. The people who made the movie hated it, or at least uh, the people who weren't part of the putting those, uh, you know, those filters on. They, they weren't the ones that hated it, but everybody else was like, yeah, this looks really terrible. Uh, so that's a problem with it. They rearranged some of the songs, cut some things, and I mean, I'm going to be honest, South Pacific isn't my favorite musical, it's not even my favorite... Uh, Rogers and Hammerstein show, so, you know, mm, watching this remake anyways, I was like, oh, goodness, I have to watch South Pacific again, and I'm sorry, I know people like that musical, and I love listening to it, I, I have several of the cast albums, and it's a great score, I love listening to the music, and there's some great songs, Some Enchanted Evening, Wonderful Guy, great songs, but... I, I don't know. It doesn't doesn't draw me in the way a lot of other shows do. But anyway, so I I when I found out about this movie, I said I need to watch this because Glenn Close is the lead in this. Okay, Glenn Close is a wonderful actress. She can even sing pretty well in this. But I mean, she's old enough to be the character's mothers in this movie in two thousand and one. And uh, you know, little Nellie Forbush is a little nurse who falls in love with the older guy, and it's like she's like older than the guy, like the guy she falls in love with. Uh, you know, I mean, she'll be up for retirement in a couple of. Okay, I'm, I'm done with the old jokes. I'm sorry, but uh, I was like, how is this even gonna work? And then Harry Connick Jr. is the other lead, and he's fine. Uh, he's, he's a good singer. I don't know how well his singing style leads to this movie, uh, but uh, a lot of changes were made to the uh, to the TV movie, some more so than the, the 1958 movie. Now, usually these TV movies, the TV remakes of these musicals, the, these would come out, uh, something like Bye Bye Birdie, Annie, uh, Gypsy. There's a lot of these that came out that kind of... Uh, they wanted to the, the movie adaptations didn't follow the musical as well as they could have or should have in some cases so they went back and they pretty much did the musical as it was written just on TV this doesn't do that this actually strays further than what the uh, the original movie did in terms of the changes they made so this is this was interesting to watch much like the original movie though uh, it, they do do one of the changes now in the stage show. Let me go all the way back here. The stage show begins on the plantation with Nellie and Emil talking to each other, and they eventually realize that they love each other. And this is the very beginning of the show. But both movies start already, um, already with the army and them singing, and they do this song, "Nothing Like a Dame," which is a which is a great you know Rodgers and Hammerstein group number. And uh, and it, it it ends with this big gigantic finale, and they kind of just 
putter off in this version. I'll play a little bit of it, and you can hear for yourself about how just how disappointing this sounds. Why would they do that? You got this big build up to the end of the song and then pfft, nothing. Now, I'm sure the rationale behind this was okay, well, we just want this to, you know, show, oh, there's no women on the island and they all are depressed and horny and, oh, uh, we can't have any women, even though there's nurses, whatever. But, no. Uh, <laughs> You don't, I, it, 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 I don't like it when this happens in shows or when movies do this and they go, oh, we're going to cut off immediately and this is just going to be, oh. it just shows the emotion. No, it doesn't. Uh, th- this is how it should sound. This is taken from the original Broadway cast recording. Now that sounds so much better and that's what they should have kept. And again, this opens the movie. This this is maybe 30 or 40 minutes into the show when the song happens. So they have rearranged a lot of things around. And they also cut a couple things. They cut this song, Happy Talk, which uh, Bloody Mary sings. And it's, it's kind of racist. So I can see why they cut it. But they still kept all the stereotyped racist sort of language in there in the show. And something you can say is, look. This musical takes place in the late 30s, early 40s. Um, You know, some of the characters, sure, they would have been racist, and racism is a big part of this movie's plot. But that doesn't mean that you have to portray Asian people the way they do in this musical. There are two Asian characters. uh, One of them doesn't speak. Her name's Liat, or she has like one or two lines, I guess, in this, but I don't remember her even having lines in the stage show. Um, but she's basically there to be, oh, this is the woman that uh, Lieutenant Cable, who Harry Connick Jr. plays in this version. This is who he falls in love with on the island and who Bloody Mary wants him to marry her. Now, Bloody Mary, they have a whole song about her, and she uh, she sells a lot of things to people. She She interacts with a lot of the sailors and a lot of the a lot of the a lot of the the guys in the army i guess and maybe not sailors but uh, my goodness uh this this is how her dialogue is written and this is how they decided in 2001 this is how she should sound <laughs> that's it baby you stand there and tell him like a man i love that yeah I don't know why she needs to talk like that. Why, you know, of all the things they change, they got to keep doing it. I don't know. Yeah, it's really cringy. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, sure, they cut one of her songs and they cut down Bally High, but, uh, no, no. So then I, I made some jokes earlier about uh, Glenn Close uh, being a little too old to play this part. And I'm not I'm not trying to sit here and be, like, uh, ageist, but it's just like that's not how the part's written. I mean, you know, I mean, it's written into the songs that she's way younger than Emil. This is what I need. This is what I've longed for, someone young and smiling, climbing up my hill. I mean, and if you watch this, I mean, she, Glenn Close looks like older than this guy, who's the old Frenchman Emile. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what they were thinking with that casting. And like I said, 
Glenn Close is great in this movie, and she's a great singer, but she's way off on the age of the characters. She's all over the place. I mean, just, I mean, it sounds like, I mean, just, just, you know, listen to her. And they'll say I'm naive as a babe to believe any fable I hear from a person in pants. This is during her song, uh, I'm in love with a wonderful guy and, uh, how naive she is. It's like, well, you've been naive, I guess, for most of your life, if that's, uh, <laughs> Uh, I mean, I mean just, okay, let's play this again. And they'll say I'm naive as a babe to believe any fable I hear from a person in pants. Oh, put some, uh, put some breaths in between some of those phrases. Uh, <laughs> anyways, all right, that's mean. Let's go to uh, here. Listen, the one of the things about the original movie that you gotta, it, it, they dubbed over a lot of the music and they dubbed over a lot of the singers because, uh, or well, actors who could kind of sing, but they didn't, you know, this was common practice. They still do this nowadays with movies, dubbing over um, actors and actresses. But uh, with this TV movie, I don't think they did that. And they probably should have because if you listen to some of the singing, well... It's a meal. In springtime, am I it's Harry Connick Jr. Than laughter, am I angel and lover, heaven and earth, am I with you? Yeah, so that's also part of the song uh, Younger Than Springtime, which is probably the creepiest song in this show and one of the creepiest songs because that's when Lieutenant Cable um, meets and has sex with Liot. Liot, by the way, is implied to be probably at least under 14 or 15 years old, I think at least. And uh, again, yes, that sort of thing happened in the war, I guess, when they were out on the islands. But God, oh my, uh. he's talking about how young she is and how young it makes him feel. And, you know, you just want to be like, hey... Nine one one, you know, it's just always a really creepy, creepy song. And like I said, Harry Connick Jr. is in this, and he does good. He's a good singer. I mean, he wouldn't be selling all the albums he does and everything if he wasn't. And there are lots of things he can sing. Well, th- this is the thing. One of the big, big songs in Act Two is "You've Got to Be Carefully Taught," a song so controversial that it they try to get it banned from the touring production uh, back in the fifties uh, because it dares to say that uh, you know being racist is it's born in it's not born in you you have to be taught to be racist and you know down in the south they hated that uh but you know it's this kind of bumpy song and i didn't put a clip of it there but uh and i remember i had a conversation with somebody sometime about how odd it was that this very serious song is just like you've got to be taught and it's like well you know what but they slow it down here and harry connick jr kind of croons it and I can see why it's not slow because it just sounds really, really odd. It's been, you know, you can sit here crooning through a this serious song about how terrible it is to be racist. You've got to be taught to be afraid of people whose eyes are oddly made and people whose skin is a different shade. Yeah, I... 
I, yeah, it, it's it just it's just odd when it's like that. So it, there isn't really a whole lot more to say about this movie. They they do they do South Pacific kind of out of order. Uh, the dialogue is pretty much the same. They cut a couple of things. Um. It, some of the plot things are a little switched around to like Lieutenant Cable in the musical gets malaria uh, when he goes over to the island to meet Liat and he, he, he goes back there being sick and he's like oh I have nothing left to lose uh, he doesn't get malaria in this version he gets drunk and he gets into a fight with somebody and he has a black eye he actually sang that song uh, in a hospital and um you know, um, the, the one of the other things uh, they did. So then they show Lieutenant Cable dying, which I don't think they're supposed to do. They don't do it in the original movie. They don't do it in the stage show. Uh, it's implied that he's like shot or something. But in this movie, he steps on a landmine, and it's uh, some wonderful early two thousands TV movie graphics when he gets blown up by the <laughs> by the by the landmine he steps on. So. Yeah. Uh, Overall, this is pretty bad, and I don't recommend it. Um, And maybe that's just me. I'm not a huge fan of South Pacific in general. But I, I, I mean, if you, I mean, the the original movie with its flaws is still way better than this. And I mean, honestly, they do a they do an okay job doing the songs and stuff. I mean, it's if you want to listen to the the cast album, the soundtrack, and listen to a couple of songs, I'm sure it's fine. Hair is blonde and curly. Her curls are pearly. And that's, uh, of course, Glenn Close doing the the song Honey Bun. And yes, she does a very good job. And like I said, you can listen to this, but uh, I wouldn't recommend watching this. Watch the original one. Uh, there's a couple of filmed versions. There's one with Reba McIntyre and Alec Baldwin. Uh, there's one with Kelly O'Hara. If you look deep enough on the internet, there is uh, a bootleg of the original production with Mary Martin that was uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein's personal copy on 16mm that uh, leaked onto the internet. So you can find that version as well, uh, all better than this version. So uh, that's all I got to say about the movie version, the TV movie version of South Pacific. Thank you so much for watching or listening, Bottom of the Bargain Bin. I will see you next time.